Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for joining us. This is From the Newsroom, the Holland Sentinels podcast featuring our new staff. I'm Brian Vernellis, Digital Director, and I'm joined today by Sarah Leach. Hello. Sarah is our editor. Excuse me. Sitting to her right. Sydney Smith. Hi, Sydney. (laughs) Sydney is our municipal reporter. Municipal slash. That's me. Whatever you want to call me. (laughs) Municipal reporter. We'll go with that. So we're in Sarah's office today as our uh, usual podcast location is being used. (laughs) So we're lounging comfortably on her sofa and uh, (laughs) sofa and recliner in her office. And I thought we'd talk about um, the development of the Civic Center. What kind of timetable are they looking for? What still needs to be done? Uh, Today was farmer's market and traffic. If you were down here, might have been the worst I've ever seen, save for tulip time. I mean, it was tulip time type. Uh, Traffic was backed up probably across three blocks, as far as I could tell, walking around. Um, So I'm sure people are wondering, when in the world is this going to be finished? So, Sydney, you're our Civic Center expert. You've written the most. Um, What kind of timetable are they looking at? For for the building, they're looking at September 28th to open. Um, They have an event, like, scheduled that day. So, Well, it's not like the city's event i believe it's like the chamber of commerce breakfast was the first event to be booked at the civic center and then uh they're planning like a weekend of things but um the construction is impacting the traffic for the farmer's market because they're um they have the part of the parking lot blocked off because they're starting to work on the outside like plaza area that's taking some of the parking and then they're going to do another phase of that where more of the parking lot is impacted but it's going to be like in the closer to the winter time or like throughout the winter when there's still farmer's market going on but I don't know if it's as busy at that time Okay. and then we have the block between River and Pine on 8th Street closed off that's been like since the beginning of June, um, and that's not going to open up until after the 1st of August. So it's kind of a mess down here. Right, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I come in later on Wednesdays, and this parking lot across from us is nobody knows what to do. <laughs> so you mean the clock, the, the lot behind the clock, t- behind yeah. the police department, that one? Yeah, yeah, no one knows what to do or where to park. They make their own parking spaces. <laughs> they come out and try to turn right onto 8th Street, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was, Can't. I'm surprised at the how many, how many cars I've seen coming the wrong way up yeah. 8th Street. They turn left out of that lot, 
like they're going to run right into 76 and then they turn left. Oh, was this you, Sarah? No, I, well, I, 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 I'm like, point, point of order. No, I, I was going to say that I don't understand after, I mean, because it's been like almost, what, a month? Close to a month that they've had that this block of eighth partially closed, right? It's been since the beginning of June, so yeah. it's more than a month. Okay, yeah. And uh, they've had these problems since almost day one with people not understanding that you can come into the lot but not out of the lot because of the one-way orientation of the street. Why didn't they just block off the street completely right at river to avoid this? And then there was only, then there's only one way of getting into the parking lot and getting out of the parking lot. I don't understand what... Uh, Maybe half a dozen parking spaces are there. They're constantly taken up by construction workers anyway. Do you mean on the street? Yeah, yeah. Like, because there's like a, like, what about, you know, maybe three or four spots that are right next to Tower Clock on that side. And then there's a couple of spots that are in front of the new development that's next door to us. But they've been consistently taken up by delivery trucks because that building just opened and they're still kind of getting residents settled. And there's all sorts of things that are still happening that come with the new building. Right. Plus, you got the new building next door to us that constantly has workers coming in and out. And I don't understand why you didn't just call spade a spade and just don't allow people to come down 8th Street at all to avoid crashes or, you know, people getting struck by pedestrians. There was a car that turned in, into this the little alleyway next to us, next to Tulip Time. <laughs> Who thought that it was a street? <laughs> So I don't know. It's just kind of a mess to me, and it just seems kind of silly, some of the choices that we've made. But that's so just me. You mentioned the, the building will be open on the 28th. Yes. What does that mean about the the area around it, like the plaza area? Will that be? Phase one of that will be done. Okay. Um, And they haven't they put that out yet. Yes. Yeah, so that's like a – I wish I had the renderings, but um, it's just – like a this like concrete strip that goes across the parking lot that's kind of a plaza area and there's going to be trees and things planted there i don't know if it's elevated i don't know all the details of that they haven't really talked about the fine details of that yet and then um i believe that will be done when the building is open does that mean parking will return as well? Well, they're still going to be working on yeah. the canopies <laughs> for the market, which won't be done until next year. I didn't realize that. Are they extending extending them all the way down? or I don't know the details on that either. Okay. They haven't really talked about, when I say they, I mean the, like, so the city. Yeah. Um, I know that they are metal. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And I know that the farmers have been, because last time the canopies happened, it was a thing. Will it address some of the the concerns that some of the farmers have, have raised, like about being protected from Being the fully covered? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. That I think that was kind of the aim of that. And I think that the farmers know that it's coming. So it's not like a, it's not going to be, I hope, or think everybody hopes that it's not the way that it happened last time you mentioned the plaza area mm-hmm. uh would you like to discuss i know they received a rather substantial gift 
two gifts. Two gifts? Mm-hmm. So there was two $1 million donations, the first from Elsa Prince, and then the second from um, Dick and Betsy DeVos Family Foundation, um, Craig and Emily Weirda, Emily being the daughter of Elsa Prince, and then Eric and Stacy Prince, and okay. Eric Prince is the son of Elsa. Okay. So they're doing like... Um, they're helping to pay for a lot of those outside elements because originally when the city funded the project, um, they only funded the building renovation and the plan being was to, to continue fundraising for the outside. They had a lot of grand plans for the outside of the building. Um, so some of that is being covered by the donations and then included in that is some kind of tribute or memorial for uh, Edgar and Elsa and what they've done for downtown Holland. Okay. Will this be, was the plaza going to be um, all season or is strictly, like will they have fire pits? And I, I thought you talked at one point that might put an ice rink there. They, there's talk about an ice rink. I know that there is one person who's been fundraising like, or donating for an ice rink for a while. Um, the market will be all season. They're going to have, they do have a winter market. And then right. um, the with the building, the new building now, they'll have an ability to have an indoor market okay. because there's on the, what is this, west the north side. The north side of the building the well, has, has these big garage doors and yeah. they open up and um, it's level with the ground so you can just kind of walk in and out of there, okay. which will be cool. And it's heated by snow melt on the, yeah. under the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, we're going to stick with the Civic Center theme. You recently did a story last week about the... Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You looked at me like I was... I didn't know what you were going to oh. say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about the building manager. Yes. And I wondered if you could expound on your interview with her. And Yeah. Um, her name is Barbara Wiggins. She was hired a couple of months ago. Um, so she's an employee of VenueWorks, which VenueWorks is the company hired by the city to manage the building and so Barbara's kind of like the general manager of the Civic Center. And she moved here from Houston where she was doing consulting. And she was doing that after many years of working in venue management. For She worked for VenueWorks a lot in her career. And she's helped open um, facilities that are way bigger than the Civic Center, way more expensive. There's one in Houston that was like a hundred something million that she talked about, and one in Ohio that was like 55 million and thousands more seats than the Civic Center has. So she has some big experience. She's worked with a lot of different people. She was also on the um, planning committee for the Super Bowl for in Houston. Wow. Okay. Does that how all that experience managing larger facilities translate for the civic center, which, you know, let's face it, they're not going to bring in. I think it's like, I'm sorry. How, how large is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's not going to bring in no. your top bill acts. So, you know, she's not going to have 
Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, or Billy Joel, I know he's got his residency in New York <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I asked her that because I was like, you came from these giant facilities, you Super know, what Bowl made you out. want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, I don't think that for her it was like the size of the facility. She said that she had been in entertainment for a long time. She actually has a journalism degree. She told me she started off in sports journalism. I like her already. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, she worked in entertainment for so long and then was like, well, maybe I, I don't know if this is what I want to do. So then she was consulting um, and she said she wasn't finding a whole lot of fulfillment there. And then Venue Works came along and she had worked with them a lot in the past. She worked with them for a few years um, and they had, I guess, repeatedly asked her to come back. And then she was doing her own thing. Uh, they called her up and said, this building in Holland is in the construction phase and they're getting ready to open. Will you come be the manager? And she said that those opportunities to get in in the construction phase are really rare, um, especially for women in the industry. So she couldn't refuse it, she said. It was also, she had never been to Michigan before. (laughs) So obviously never been to Holland, but they brought her here um, for part of Tulip Time, so she got to see that. Okay. Does she have any idea the kind of events she'd like to bring? I was talking to her about that. It sounds like she's still formulating what what she says, like the what the market here will bear. Because it's interesting that the Civic Center is competing with, kind of competing with Van Andel in Grand Rapids. So many people from in Holland go there to see right. big shows and they have 20 Monroe in Grand Rapids as right. well. Um, so it'll be a challenge, I think to have, you know, a different offerings than what they have going on in Grand Rapids. Well, if she can get Jack White here, I'm whoo, totally on board with her. I don't know played, if Jack White would come here. To he see played 20 player. Monroe. How big is that? Uh, I've never been there. Well, auditoriums, maybe 5,000. I know that um, one of our staff, uh, Rich Lakeberg, he was, he just went down to the Kalamazoo area and said that he was at a like a beer garden venue that was, I think that only sat about 2,000. And it was, an, he said that he really preferred it. And, and he, he it, the name of the band, it was some sort of current alt-rock that I'm completely out of touch with. But <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing. But I, rem- I remember when I was younger and I would go to concerts that it was a lot better to, to see a mildly yeah. bigger name at a more intimate venue. And that they try to do these niche things, you know, to kind of help uh, give people a little bit of a better, more enriched experience when they see them. So some of the bands try to do that intentionally. Oh, yeah, that's been a big trend for yeah. them like to that too. return to those intimate I venues. Saw, um, Some of my favorite concerts are those ones. Yeah, me too. I've seen, like, larger concerts at, like, the Palace in Auburn Hills, which it's cool to be at a concert, but you're far away. You can't really. Right. And then, like, I don't know. I saw at Fox Theater, saw the Pet Sounds tour with Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. It was such a small group of people. That'd be cool for the Civic Center. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Not the, not those other Beach Boys. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> well, I saw you two at the Silver Dome. And <laughs> the 
Silver Dome? Silver Dome. Oh. On their Zoo TV tour. Before my time. <laughs> oh, I could tell you stories. Anyway, um, anything else you wanted to uh, mention when it comes to this Fig Center before we wrap it up here? Hmm. It sounds like um, they're planning some... I, I don't know full details yet because I don't think it's, anything is set in stone for opening celebration or I, it sounds like they're planning like a series of events, whether it's like a month or a week. I don't know, <laughs> um, but there's going to be events they want. They're interested in uh, welcoming everyone from the community. So lots of different groups of people, lots of different right. variety of entertainment going on. So, okay. We shall see. So the, the, the end of the line is almost here. I mean, we're talking two months. Yeah. Just a little over two months before it's officially opened. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> but you have these other massive construction projects that are within spitting distance of it. So even though that we are finally reaching the goal that has taken decades to get there, it's, you know, it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. But I, part part of me appreciates that they're aggressively developing the block because it really is just one terrible construction year, you know, instead yeah. of like doing it piecemeal where they do one building a year and, and, and you just feel like you never leave the construction zone. Like, so I can understand the strategy as to why they made the decisions that they made. So just try to try to bear with it and, and it'll it'll be over about a year from now. I think most of it will be cleared up and they'll be doing some finishing touches on the rest of this block on 8th street mm-hmm. so Very optimistic good. yeah <laughs> this well, is unusual are you okay yeah, I, yeah. well i'm going on vacation at the end of the week so <laughs> <laughs> and on that note i think we'll wrap it up <laughs> because it'll get sarah closer to her vacation time uh, on behalf of sydney smith and sarah leach i'm brian Bernalis. thank you all for listening we'll see you next time Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.